told the story. He puts his hand to try to do a good thing now, keep the ark from falling, and he struck dead right there because God gave a command that only the priest can touch that holy thing, and anybody who touch will die. Sort of the same thing he told Moses. Set bounds around the mountain. Don't let nobody touch it or else they'll die. Now, watch this. David, God was the lover of his soul. David was in love with God. He had a romance with God. But when God killed that man, David stopped the romance with God. He got afraid. And that's what fear do to you. Fear makes you separate the love and the romance with God and the intimacy from the reverence. If you love God, reverence is just a part of the whole whole gamut. So listen to what David does. David says, I don't want the ark around me. Let Obed, Obed his name is Obedadim. Oh, oh my goodness. Y'all know his name, Obedadim. In the Bible, he took it to his house and the ark stayed in Obedim's house. And it says, God bless Obedim's house and his house prospered because he had the ark in there. But David didn't even want it in his house after the man was killed. How many times have you ever had this love romance with God? And then all of a sudden, God allowed something or he allowed correction or something happened that shook you. But it was because you had a lack of reverence and he was trying to establish the reverence and the boundary. And all of a sudden, your romance went out of the window. Fear came in. You stopped your fellowship with God. That's wrong. God gave me a message that he delights in people who know how to combine the fragrance of romance with him and the reverence at the same time. This is why God was pleased with Moses. Because even Moses didn't just know God's acts of power. He knew his ways. Do you see? Moses had a love relationship with God. It says he talked to a man. He talked to God face to face as a man talked to his friend. It said a friend loves at all times. So you can basically say that there was love in that relationship. Because he was talking to God face to face as a friend. A friend loves at all times. There was a love relationship between Moses and God. But then when God started to like strike dead people moses didn't get offended with god god why did you do that david got like that david had a passionate romance for god but he didn't know how to reverence god at a certain point with the ark moses knew how to do both you must learn how to do both i've had my staff and people who've come to my ministry and y'all know what they put out they're online about me, how mean I am, and I'm rebuking my staff or whatever. And they're saying, how can he come out of the presence crying and then rebuke his staff? Because that's romance and reverence. I know how to combine the both, romance and reverence. I know how to be in love with God, but I also know how to keep an or his order. I know how to set boundaries. Stop this. Don't do this. You're in the way. Stop hindering the spirit. You have people who get offended when men of God correct people publicly or correct their staff or correct somebody. And they're like, oh, I thought he was a man of love. They do not know how to combine the fragrance of romance or love with God and reverence. 
But when you're mature, you know how to do both. You don't just do one, you do both. Lift your hands and say, Lord, teach me how to walk with you. If you want to learn how to walk with God, this is one of the main things. Hello, my beautiful people on Zoom. I see you. Hello, Zoom. I see you. I see you, Zoom. Hello, Zoom. I see Harvey Cole. I see David Tala. Hello, David. Hello, Harvey. I see Lauren Jeremy. Hello. I see Justin Ray. Hello, Justin. Hello. Hello, Michael. Hello, Shermaine. Hello, Christina Marie. Hello, Gillian Harker. Hello, Marshall McDowell, Kimberly Brown. Hello. Go to the next page. Go to the next page. I want to see the next page. I see some of you. Remedy, I see you. Jada Renee, hello. Jeremy Wade, Michelle Boktik. Hello, Gina Lindsay. Hello, Corliss Weaver. Hello, Simeon Town. I see you, Bishop. David Carr, how you doing, David? David, you got your red sweater on like Santa Claus. <laughs> I see you, David Carr. Hello. Hilda Howard. Julia Elaine. Susan. Karina. Donovan. I see you. Go to the next page. Let me let me say hello to some more people. I see Mike Mike. I see Shala. Shala. Summer, Chris Brain. Y'all are so beautiful out there. Yeah, go to the next page. Let me see the red. Yes, hello, everybody. I see you. Alfred Singh, I see you. LaRonda Dow, I see you. Kim and Ryan, I see you. Carton. Kathy, I see you. Andrea, I see you. Shoswarsai, I see you. Thomas J. Gilmore. Hello, Thomas. Hello, Kimberly Plunkett. Jimmy Donaldson, how you doing, son? I see you. I see all of you. Crystal Smith, Joy Patterson, Fire Tablet. Joe Brooks, how you doing, Joe? Tiffany Howard, hey guys, go to the next page. Let me see some more of the beautiful faces here. Hello, everybody. Tammy R, I see you. Hello, Tammy. Denise Joseph. Hello, Elsie Amina. Donna Smith, I see you. Carrie Mumi. I see you, Karen. Where are you, Tiffany Howard? I see a lot of you. You're on, but you got your situations blurred. Ijuma, I see you. Catherine Washington, I see you. Hello, Tammy, I see you. She just said hello. 
Y'all, yeah, that's right. Inbox me. Juanita Thomas, I see you, Juanita. I see you, Bridget. I see you, Pastor. I just want to say hello. I didn't say hello to a lot of you. Midget, I just got, I was in the spirit. I'm still in the spirit. But I, the, the Holy Ghost just said to greet you. Hello, Melissa, I see you. Valencia Booker, I see you. Tiffany Johnson, I see you. Just said, hello, hello, Melanie, I see you. Rosalind Hicks, I see you. Norman Todd, Pastor Roger, I see you. Sonia Anderson, Sonia Anderson, I see you. Crystal Cunning, Aletta Duncan, I see you. Maxine, I see you. Lauren Hendry, I see you. Yes, Elaine Timmons, I see you. Oh, y'all are so beautiful tonight. Kimberly Brown, I see you. Let's go to the next page. I see you. Jasmine, I see you. Carolyn Clement, I see you. Zena Bieber, I see you. Katie Chena, I see you. Yvonne Rochester, I see you. Mina Sweeney, I see you. I see all of you here tonight. Kathleen Kerm, I see you. There go Jean Landis. I see you, Jean. How are you, Jean? I see Bill Little. How you doing, Bill? I love all of you so much. How are you doing? I see Tabitha E. I see Linda Ripakuki. Ocelia. Ciola. I see you. Michael Cromwell. I see a lot of you. Is there another page? Oh, there's a lot of pages. There are hundreds of you on here. Wow. How amazing is that? Hello, everybody. Hello. Adeline Decay, I see you. Bobby Els, I see you. Michelle Brish, Brisa. Reese O. Cole, I'm sorry. Katie Redman. So let, let me explain to you now. Take me back to the front page, and I want to talk to you again. I want to teach you up. If you do not learn how to combine, listen to me, the romance, your love for God with the reverence, you will not be able to get close to him. You say, why are you teaching us this, David Taylor? Because God will not let you get close. When Moses tried to approach God, he says, take off your shoes right now, your holy ground. God is not going to let you be around him if you don't set boundaries. If you are the kind of person that get offended if God say, you can't do this in my presence. If you're the kind of person who get offended because of correction and, and, and sternness and, and hardness, God cannot trust you. These Christians who just about owe all the love and then when uh, 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 like a general like myself, corrects or do stuff like that and they got something to say uh and they see those are the kind of people that can't please god i'm close to god because i've learned this and i've embraced what he wants yes when i was younger this stuff uh i see you heidi how you doing heidi idea when i was younger i did not understand this 
I could not combine the romance with the reverence. I could not combine the romance. It, 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 it threw my brain off. The people on Mount Sinai, they started fearing that reverential presence of God. They just wanted the love part. They didn't want the other part. You got to accept all of God. So God tells Moses, make the people wash their clothes, but you also set boundaries to the people and said, take heed to yourselves. I'm going to show you another scripture about reverence. Turn with me to Ecclesiastes real quickly. Are y'all learning something? I'm teaching you about our God, his ways. These are his ways. Uh, you, you can experience his power, but do you know his ways? You got to know his ways. All right, here it is. Ecclesiastes, the fifth chapter, the first verse. When you get it, would you say amen? And if I didn't call your name, I'm sorry. I'm glad we our face to face people. We don't get offended at stuff like that, do we? Because we're not petty. We don't walk in the flesh. We don't operate like that. Glory to God. Now watch this. Ecclesiastes. There are hundreds of you on here tonight. And there's hundreds of more on Facebook. And hundreds of more on, on YouTube. Uh, this is so amazing. Are y'all ready? Oh, we're talking about the fragrance. The romance and the reverence. The R and R, the romance and the reverence. Say that with me. The romance and the reverence. Say it again. The romance and the reverence. You got to be in love with God, but you got to reverence Him. You know what happens to a lot of people? They allow love to make them act casual around God. You to, to be around this kind of power, you can't be casual, but you got to be in love too with it. You see what I'm talking about? You can't let the amount of reverence and power and boundaries interrupt your love affair with him. I know a lot of Christians right now, if God interrupt their love affair with him, they're done. They're finished. It affects them. You got to learn how to do both. Lift your hands and say, Lord, help me. To do both. Come on, say, help me to do the both. I'm teaching you. I'm washing your clothes. But Ecclesiastes, which is the book of the preacher, that's what it means. Ecclesia of the preacher, that's what that means. Now watch this. Chapter 5, verse 1. Listen to what it says. Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear, see that, than to give the sacrifice of fools. You see, when you get around Jehovah, you can start op offering him the sacrifice of a fool, foolishly, because you don't know what he requires. How many want to know what your father requires when you get around him? Do you? It is not enough to know him as Abba, and the love 
the father who loves you, you must also know what the father requires of you. Do you see that? That's why when I sing, Lord, I love you. But then I say this, tell me what you want me to do. I'm so in love with you. I'm so in love with you. You see, you can't say you in love with him. But his commandments to you are grievous. His boundaries is too abundant for you. You see, when you love him, you want to give him what he desires. Those are the people that God come down. He finds people he can rest with. You know what I'm talking about? He finds people he can rest with. Don't let me forget to talk about how people expend the the, the reverence for the romance. But as I was just saying, you can't have, you can't say you love somebody if you're not willing to give what they ask for. So I've watched people how they, I've watched this, for instance, let me, let's take children in the house with their mom and dad. They have a mother and father that loves them. They know their mother and father loves them, right? But they take that love for granted and they cross boundaries with their mom and dad. And then when their mom and dad have to correct them, they get mad. It messes up their relationship for a moment. That's what I'm talking about. The Bible says that a father corrects. A father sets boundaries. He sets order. And if and if you don't like order, you can't be around Jehovah. He's not going to let you be around him like that. He'll love you. He'll, he'll, he'll visit you, but he won't live with you. It's just like this. Uh, God wants people he can rest with. Have you ever met somebody you can really rest around, be around? Because they understand you. They know your likes and dislikes. Some people you can't rest around them. You can't rest around them because they're always misinterpreting what you're doing or getting offended about something. Those are the kind of people you can't, you can't even be friends with. There's a scripture in the Bible where God tells them, he tells Israel, he says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to my own place. I, I visit you. But I'm going right back to where I come from because you got too many offenses. Until you acknowledge your offenses, I'm going back to where I come from. So when he comes down, you don't want him to go right back up. You want him to stay on earth with you. You want to turn a visitation, a holy visitation to a habitation. Now you say, what are you talking about? You say, what are you talking about? I, this is what I'm trying to do for you this week. This is my assignment. I am not only trying to get you a face-to-face visit from Jesus or Jehovah. I am now trying to make you eligible for God. Once he come to your house this weekend or this week, then in the next few days, that he'll start living there. Oh, glory to God forever. How many of you want God to live with you? How many of you want it to turn from a visitation to a habitation? 
God do not live with people. I can show you right now. God do not live with people who do not understand what I'm talking about. But God will live with you. Jesus said, if a man love me, he'll keep my commandments. And my father will love him. And we will come and make our abode, our house. We'll live with them. Now, what I'm trying to do, while God has promised to come and walk through your house this week, I'm trying to get him to live with you. I'm trying to wash your clothes good enough so that he'll say, I want to live with you. I'm trying to give you enough information about who he is personally so he'll say, I'm going to stay here. How many of you like that? Oh, that's glorious. <laughs> Glory to God. How many want the Lord to live with you? If you don't believe that's possible, see, when Jesus comes, the Father's going to come the next night. It's that fourth night. That's why you can't miss one of these nights. You need to tell your family and friends that if they if they tune on in, he told me, he says, they got to tune in. They got to be watching. They got to get the impartation. They got to make contact, David. That's what he said to me. Tell them they must meet me on social platforms. And this is what he said to me. On the fourth night, he's coming. But this was my prayer to him for you. You want me to let you want me to give you a peek of what I've been praying for all you precious loved ones out there. All you precious sons and daughters and all of you on Zoom. You want to know what I've been praying for you while I've been in here and shut away? You want to know what's been my prayer for you is now that God don't just visit you face to face and visit your house. But I said, Lord, you now live with me. I know what it is for you to live and make your abode with me. God, I want you to live in the house. And I'm talking about give signs and wonders whereby they know. You see, anybody who come to my house have face to face visitations. You cannot come to my house even my house in St. Louis right now, God is living there while I'm here. He can be in both places at one time. But I'm telling you, he physically lives with me. My mom knows this. My mom came to, to visit me one time and she, she slept in my house and she had a visitation from God that night in a dream. My staff have visitations in my house if, if they come. You understand? I'm not making this up and I'm going to show you scriptures where God, where I just showed you where he said, I'm going to come down on earth to Israel, but that visitation didn't last long. God went back to heaven. He tells Israel in another place later chapter, he says, he says, I will go and return to my place until you acknowledge your offenses. In other words, you can have so many offenses that God don't like because you don't know him that he goes back to where he comes from. He will not live with you because he can't find rest with you. You want me to just give you a few? If you like to quarrel all the time, if you like strife, God is a God of peace. You understand? People who don't want no peace and who's always fighting, quarreling, you can't get along with them. Oh, God don't live with people like that. He don't live in the midst of strife because demons get involved. 
if 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 you are in strife and you live that kind of life, God don't live with you because God don't live with demons. Because the Bible says, if there is strife among you, this work descendeth not from above, above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. God does not cohabitate with demons. So you got to understand your mouth and your foot. Listen to me. In this context in Ecclesiastes, it tells you your mouth and your foot are big things to God. What did God deal with when he first got with Moses? His feet. Pour your shoes off. Keep thy foot when you go in the presence of God. Do you see that? God starts dealing with Moses' feet and his mouth. Those are the two things you got to deal with when you're in God's presence. Your feet and your mouth. You see that? Keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools for they consider not that they do evil. They don't even know God ain't pleased with them. Two, verse two, listen what it says. Be not rash with thy mouth and let not thy heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Let thy words be few. Aha, right there. Aha, do you see that? This confirms what I was telling the pastors. Just because you got God's presence in the house, because this says, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. And it's saying that God's presence is before you, but he is yet in heaven. Do you see that? Just because you go to church, they may you may feel the presence of God, but God is still in heaven while his presence is in his house. When you're dealing with JMMI, this ain't got nothing to do with feeling the presence of God and worship and having an anointing in the room. Did you understand? This is even beyond just the glory of his presence. This is the person. He comes in person here. You got to know how to treat him personally. Keep your foot. Be not rash with your mouth. God deals with your foot and your mouth. Remember that. Ah, are y'all learning something? Come on, I'm going to give you one more thing. And then I'm going to let you go tonight. Did you learn something? Are y'all learning something? Turn with me to John. John chapter 14 oh i love you precious people you love the lord don't you i see you lanetta Gaines, erlene rivera i see you summer i see you evelyn chitman i see you my son apostle paul adam i see you and judy now I want all of you to wave at me. You got to wave at me if you want to know what I've been praying to God on your behalf for. Do you want to know what I've been asking him to do? And I'm going to give you a secret. Can I give you a secret? Can I tell you what he told me when I asked him? When he was on earth and I said, will you live with them when you come in? Will you live with them? And will you give signs to prove I don't see, I, I I know that we go to a lot of services and preachers being part and stuff, but there ain't no proof that nothing happened. I, I'm not talking about that. 
no, this is going to happen in your home. But you know what I said to him? I said, Lord, your people love you. Especially the people in your face-to-face movement. You know that scripture where it says to those who love is appearing. We love his appearing here. We love, we absolutely love his appearing here. And I'm so excited that we got the heaven book for children out. You know, we had the first face-to-face book for children out. Now the heaven book, now your children are going to be taken to heaven when they read that book. We have a lot of them in stock. You need to order them. Give them to your children, to your grandchildren, to your cousins, and to your uncle's children. Go spread these books to the children. They're gonna, children are already having have trips to heaven in this ministry. When they read this book, your children are gonna start having heavenly visitation. Isn't that glorious? So I've been praying to the Lord for you that he will do John chapter 14, verses 23 through 24. Listen to what it says. Jesus answered. Who just answered? Who's talking? Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. No, no, you see that? Another person will start loving you when you love Jesus. Do you see that? Oh, that's glorious. People. How many of you want to get the father involved? The one we are talking about that came down on Mount Sinai. Jesus said, when you fall in love with him, you will get this being involved with you. And I know because I've seen it happen. But I got something else to tell you. I'm not done. Are you ready? I said, are you ready, people? Are you ready? I got something more I asked the Father to give you. Three things I asked him to do for you. Three things. And he told me he's going to do it. Number one, I asked him, I asked him to visit you in your homes. He said, I will do this. I, I kind of already knew his thoughts. That's what he wanted to do. The first one was more of what he wanted to do. But the second one was more of what I asked him to take it further. I said, when you come to their homes in the next few days, I said, will you live there with them like you live with me? And he nodded his head. And he said, yes. But you must prepare them for that. And I'm going to do it. And then I said the third thing. I asked the Lord to do it. I asked him to do. And that's such a secret and a mystery. But do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear what I asked him? The third thing I asked him. Ah, he just told me. He says, wait until you tell them the scripture. And then come back and let them soak on it. So I'm going to tell you in a few minutes. But I must show you this scripture first. You ready? Are you ready? So listen to this. If a man love me, see what he says? 
he will keep my words and my father will love him. Watch this. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. What I'm asking God to do, you understand me, is not unscriptural. Now, these, these Ronald McDonald pastors, that's right, I said it. You big bird pastors, you, uh, you, uh, what do you call them? Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Cookie Monster pastors out there who are listening to me right now say he's teaching hearsay. He talking about God going to come and live with them. This is in the Bible. This is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you teaching it? You a liar. It says, let every man be a liar. Let God be true. You a liar, pastor. You pastors who tell the people don't follow David E. Taylor. His doctrine is off. Listen, let me tell you something. You are an idiot. You speak like a foolish leader. Everything I teach. is in the word of God just because you don't believe it and you don't experience it stop keeping your people from it they don't belong to you they belong to God and you're going to be judged my dear cookie monster Mr. Big Bird that's right Myrna McDonald listen to me to show you God is going to come and he is going to live in your house he's going to make his abode do the scripture say he's going to come and live with you do you see this come on I can't see I want you to wave your hands if you see what I'm talking about do you see what Jesus said God is going to make him and God not just God the father Jesus too they're going to make their abode with you they're going to live with you. Lift your hands and thank him right now. Because he's going to do this. But I'm trying to teach you how to turn a visitation into a habitation where God abode with you. Do you want it? I can't hear you. If a man love me keep my words and love me my father will love him and will make his abode i want you to hear me i want you to look in the camera at me right now god is coming to live with you he is not just going to visit your house he's going to live there and now i must teach you protocol how when he come down you must set boundaries to please him now for the third thing do you want to know the third thing i asked the lord for wave your hands i'm not going to tell you if you don't show me some kind of signs out there on zoom and facebook if y'all don't start saying see y'all on facebook y'all don't be pushing hearts and nothing y'all you know what y'all stingy y'all hearts are really low listen on facebook push hearts push everything i'm not going to tell you until you push some hearts y'all y'all you know what y'all be holding out on me Y'all be holding out on me. Y'all don't give me no hearts. You don't give me no nothing. Come on. I need to see y'all waving on Zoom. I need to see you giving me hearts on YouTube. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
Come on, y'all got y'all got to show me some love. Y'all don't show me no love. I, I be on Facebook. I don't see not one heartbeat coming up. Look at the hearts going down already. Come on, guys. It's over two hundred of y'all. What, what you you ain't giving me nothing. Come on, give me some. <laughs> give me something. I've been here interceding for you for one year. It's been twelve months since I've been here seeking God on your behalf. And anything I ask him now, he will do it because it's according to his will. Let me show you that. Turn with me to John. Okay. I'm going to turn me to John. I'm going to show you why this request is going to be answered because I just read to you the will of God. And now I'm going to show you what happens when you pray the word, when you pray the word, turn with me to first John, the fifth chapter, first John, the fifth chapter. First John, the fifth chapter. Thank y'all for the hearts. That's right. Keep giving them to me on Facebook because y'all need to make up for all the weeks and months and all the whole year that y'all, you know, I'll be on there and y'all, I don't be seeing no hearts go up. Y'all ain't right, man. Y'all ain't right. Now watch this, First John chapter 5, get your, get your Bible, and, and I want to show you this. Let me tell you why God is going to live with you. Let me tell you why he's going to live with you, why he answered my prayer. Do you want to know why? I'm going to show you why. First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. You ready? Here it is. First John, the epistle of John. Four and five, and this is also the brother of Jesus, Jesus' earthly brother, who did not follow his earthly ministry when he was on earth, but he later got saved. This is not the John from the Isle of Patmos. This is John, the brother of Jesus. This is his epistle. Now listen to this. 